Welcome to Timber Nook Tips. Welcome to Timber Nook Tips. Jeff Johnson here with Angela Hanscom. Angela, imagine, imagine if you will, you are a preschool or early elementary teacher and the world has gone into chaos because of a pandemic and you are forced to spend time indoors with children who are forced to socially distance and and spend time on screens and your your desire is to play outside with them more and you don't have a whole lot of experience with that what would you do what advice would you have for those kind of people in that situation I love your opening. That was great. <laughs> um, so I would, I would definitely um, start thinking about taking some of our um, learning opportunities outdoors because there's a lot of research about how right now being outside is the safest thing for children. So I would look at the research and then I would start rethinking everything a little bit. Um, I. I think we overcomplicate things when we realize that education has to always be inside. So if you have a spot outside, um, I would really consider start taking some stuff outdoors. And um, I just to backtrack a little bit, one of the things that happened when the pandemic hit is we met as providers all over the world and started talking about our outdoor play experiences and what we could do to help mitigate the risk against COVID because we want to provide a safe environment. And, you know, um, in looking at our curriculum and what we found is that there wasn't a lot that we had to change when we were outside. When looking indoors, um, what I've heard from teachers is that it, it looks completely different. There's a lot of restrictions. So one of the one of the first things to think about is when you step outdoors, there's less barriers and less things you have to alter. And that we were also able to provide an environment that wasn't just about survival for children, but actually provide an environment that would help them thrive out there. So life so, just gets easier for everybody yeah. involved when you when you walk out the door. Yeah. So there was really like basic things just to give you a couple ideas of some things we had to do was the drop off and pick up. Um, you know, the adults had to wear masks. We have to do temperature checks just like everyone else. Um, and there's, you know, more sanitizing, all that sort of thing. But once the children are in the environment, uh, there's not much we have to do that's different. There's more hand washing and stuff. But we created an outdoor hand washing station. But we didn't have to, like, we don't have to sanitize the sand or sanitize the sticks, you know, so we weren't, so we're not having to interrupt the play and we can still provide for deep play experiences, which again, we keep talking about how that's needed more than ever right now. Yeah. So I think if, if teachers could start like really embracing, taking their learning opportunities outdoors, they're going to find it's easier and it's healthier and they're gonna, I think they're gonna be really um, pleased with the results they get on child development as well. Now, one of the one of the first pushbacks I think we hear when we start suggesting that is, um, it, I mean, is weather related, right? It's it's raining, it's cold. Um, Angela, in your experience, um, can children live through rain? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, it's really, there's a couple things to keep in mind. So the only time we will cancel our program is if it's like 
really unsafe or if we go indoors, right? So freezing rain would like the kids are usually miserable, but for the most part, if it's raining and it's the temperatures aren't too low, um, and the, as long as the parents can get here, if there's a giant snowstorm and they can't get here, that's different. But for the most part, we're outside in all weather, but the children have to have um, proper gear. Mm-hmm. And that's a really key, um, you know, like waterproof rain suits, that sort of thing. But there's a lot of grants out right now, a lot. There's a lot of grants for, um, for COVID, but for businesses, for schools, um, and for outdoor learning opportunities. So I would really look into, you know, finding grants to help with gear if you had to, if you had some kids that couldn't afford, afford proper gear. Yeah. And, um, and I mean, the gear, you get the right gear and you're, you're good to go. And I mean, it exists and it's never been easier to access. And it's still, uh, the good stuff is a little bit pricey, but compared to what it was even five years ago, prices have dropped on, 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 on the good stuff too. So it's, it's great. And so you children can thrive and survive and, and have a good time in rain and snow and a little bit of wind and discomfort outside because, um, when you make it the new normal, it's, it's the new normal. And, and for most of human history, children spend a lot more time outside in, um, non-perfect conditions than they do now. So not only can they do it, but they, they probably benefit from it. Um, yeah. I, uh, my favorite, my favorite weather story is visiting forest school up in, uh, in New Brunswick in the Canada. And one visit where it's, it's 34 degrees out and the kids, this is our first visit to this particular forest school and the kids need to, to show me the Creek. And so we go on a, a, I don't know, half mile, three quarter of a mile walk to the creek, um, lots of mud. And when we get there, I was kind of walking at the back of the pack with the director. The kids are up ahead. And uh, when we get there, the kids have stripped down and are jumping into the creek. uh, uh, And I get bullied by a four-year-old. It's kind of like, get in. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, isn't it cold? And he's like, yeah, get in. And so I, I pull my shoes and socks off and roll up my pant legs and jump in. And it is, I mean, it's 34 degree water and they're splashing and having a good time. And I'm almost dying. And it was delightful. And a year or so later, we're back and it is November and there are four inches of snow on the ground and they're having rest time outside. They rolled out, rolled out their full mats and get their, their blankets and sleeping bags out and everything and, and have the rest time outside in the snow. And the, the squirrels and chipmunks and birds start coming back when the kids quiet down. And it was delightful. And I mean... It, look, Northern Australia, um, that, that might be a little bit much for the kids if you, if you throw them into that kind of situation over, overnight. But, but most kids, when you, you gear them up right, can, can thrive in those kinds of environments. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's so awesome. other than the weather and gearing up right, what other tips would you have for people that are moving outside for the first time when they, when they haven't spent as much maybe time outside playing? Yeah, well, I think, um, I mean, even just thinking of my kids' own schools, 
Um, so just taking the class outdoors to do your poetry or whatever, like the children, um, my daughter's in high school and she said that they can actually take their masks off. Like, again, you're starting to get rid of those and you can see, she goes, I can see what other people look like, the other children, you know, um, and she's they're at teenagers, lunchtime. they're not children. Oh yeah. Oh, she's, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Oh yeah. She's like checking them out. <laughs> at lunchtime what people look like anyway um you know and then like charlie who's 12 she said like their pe's now outside their um you know recess everything's outdoors because uh, if you do pe inside you have to wear a mask again you're trying like heavy breathing all that yeah. sort of thing but i think trying to think what can you what could you can you do your stories outside and then like have a play experience after you read that story that has to do with that learning um the other thing is trying to also allow time for whole body engagement learning opportunities um, where they're like, you know, living and breathing the experiences. Um, I just feel like it's the best way to learn, you know, like so versus like a little sensory box, like, but being out there in giant mud puddles. and Yeah, doing, we've talked about that on the show yeah. before, having have, have a, a sand box or sand right. pit is a better yeah. experience than, than the sand yeah. table. And um, just think about now during COVID, like if you had a little sandbox, that's not probably safe right now. Mm -hmm. um, whereas you're playing in giant mud puddles, like your chances of transmitting it to someone else are, are very, very minimal to maybe yeah. none. So I think, again, when you go outdoors, you're going to have less risk. You're going to have more um, rich um, sensory experiences that really create change in the child. So again, rethinking things like, does it have to be this way all the time? Or can we think of doing things a little differently? Yeah. Yeah, I just thought of an example of this. Um, it, it's all the way we frame things. Years ago, I was I was doing a presentation, and I'm I'm talking about how how in our family childcare program we we brought uh, we had a, a set of outdoor baby dolls, and this woman I saw her jaw drop when I mentioned this, and it, I mean this isn't an, a weird thing for me, but her jaw dropped, and and she she sat there and she, in in a room full of like 150 people, she said you. You, you can bring the dolls outside. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, you, you can bring the <laughs> dolls outside. And I see this light bulb going over her head. And she's like, oh, because a, a lot of times, I mean, we, we live in this world where this is inside stuff and this is outdoor stuff. And, and, and we, we have a hard time conceptualizing that, that that indoor thing can go out. And so if you allow yourself to start playing with that, uh, block play is amazing outside. Dramatic play is is amazing outside. The the structures they build when they're when they're playing house and and these kind of things are great. Uh, craft activities, painting, and all that kind of stuff is 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 not only amazing outside. It is easier outside because cleanup becomes much easier. Um, you don't you can you can kind of turn down the boiling point of when things get too messy um, mm -hmm. with sensory play. So not only do these things transfer outside, they often are easier and and kind of more more interesting and more engaging just because the environment's a little bit different. Absolutely. And one thing you said block play, like you know, in, even instead of bring out blocks, what you could do is have. Um, like, especially during COVID, because then you're going to be sanitizing the blocks. But if you go outside and you have giant piles of sticks and you have like real bricks, piles of them, and again, your chances for transmission are going to be way lower and you're getting that deep, heavy work. And when you go bigger with your supplies, 
they create vigor and you're getting that whole body engagement um, that we want to see right now. So, so here's, I mean, here is another potential benefit of, of the COVID situation is that not only do programs move more things outside during this time, but they, they embrace it and stick with it afterwards. Um, I'm I'm always looking for a little bit of silver lining and all the clouds we've had lately. And, and this could seriously be one of them because there are a lot of programs that are, that are forced to make this change because of the, the world uh, conditions and would, would have never tried it otherwise. So I think that's a good thing. Absolutely. Any final thoughts on this one before we pull the plug? Uh, No, I, um, except um, we have had some teach, like our first public school train and the teachers started doing this and they said that Timbernook, after they do Timbernook, they're able to fo- like focus in a way they haven't seen before. And so they'll like purposely do testing, right? <laughs> they do testing, but, but they realize that it really is regulating them and getting them ready to actually learn the higher and do the higher level thinking. Yeah. Yeah. It, it kind of, I mean, just being outside and able to move is, is yeah. kind of beneficial for all of us. Yeah. This, this has been Timbernook Tips. We'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Timbernook Tips. Share your questions and comments at playvolutionhq.com slash podcast slash Timbernook. For more Angela, visit timbernook.com. For more Jeff, visit explorationsearlylearning.com. Like the show? Want to listen to episodes early? Consider becoming a patron. Starting at the $3 a month level, patrons get access to a custom patron-only feed where we put out episodes of Upstairs Studio podcasts like the Child Care Bar and Grill, Miss Becky's Classroom, That Early Childhood Nerd, the Renegade Rules podcast, and others early. That feed is just for patrons. You could be one of them. Go to patreon.com slash playvolutionhq or click the link in the show description to learn more. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.